What's up, y'all? It's Damani here again. That's at Damani to go, and I am Jack Brinson. That's yeah, at, at King <laughs> at King Dub Twenty Four. It's me. How are y'all doing today? I'm good, and you? I'm just gonna ask you. So, <laughs> what, should we talk about Michigan first, or should we talk about Richmond? Well, I mean, if we talk about either one, we gotta talk about Kevin Harvick and where did he come from? I mean, it's back to like being what was that like oh seven? Where it was literally where did he come from every single week? Um, but this time it's like, where has he come from the last two weeks? I mean, he went from being completely out of the playoffs, essentially, to winning at Michigan. And then not saying that it was a, it was a prize at Michigan. He went back to back. Yeah, and, and it wasn't really a surprise at Richmond either because he did really good in the spring. But here we are, we went from being completely out of the playoffs to now he's locked in, pretty much guaranteed, unless somebody happens to win these last two races that hadn't won so far, it's buying the playoffs. Yeah, man. Like Kyle Petty said, he's the one to watch going into these final 10 races. And everybody wrote him off. Nobody thought Kyle Petty knew what he was talking about. Now, Kyle Petty knows best, unless he's behind the wheel. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. Except for like, like 1990, well, 93. Yeah, he was a threat then, but... That's about it. <laughs> yeah, 2000s. Back when he had that long hair and mullet. Yeah. <laughs> the good old days. So... Let's talk about Michigan first. Yeah. I was there, missed the first 10 laps, grandma stuff. Yeah. Missed the last two laps. Grandma um, stuff. <laughs> yeah, grandma stuff. Overall, I feel like Michigan was pretty good. The next-gen car doing what it's supposed to yeah. do. Get a good race, get every track. And I feel like Richmond should lose a race and Michigan should get another race back. But it's actually crazy we say that because I, before, before this past weekend, I thought the exact same. Um, NASCAR changed the tire compound for Richmond this, year, this, this, uh, this past weekend. weekend. Uh, compared to what they had in the spring, and they raced really well, surprisingly. I mean, it was one of the – I must say, it was definitely one of the best Christmas races besides the uh, Carl Edwards race when he spun out the 18 of the last – literally last lap um, for that race. Um, so I was really shocked. I'm like, wow, this is a Richmond race that overall – I mean, uh, our friend Alex was there. He goes to Richmond every year. He's a season ticket holder there. What's up, Alex? A Hawk. Yeah. 20, I think. Yeah, and he, he hates Richmond, but that's a close track to him, so he loves it because of that. But um, he was talking about how even when there wasn't too much stuff going on up front, the mid-pack racing was great, which I told people a lot of times, you know, you might not see that kind of stuff on TV, but if you're at the track, that kind of stuff matters. So um, it was pretty interesting to see that throughout the entire course of the race. It wasn't just like one 20-lap uh, run or whatever it might have been. It was pretty much the entire race. So uh, whatever NASCAR did, with the uh, short track package, or oh, well, tire, it's not the package itself, but the tire itself yeah, the tire helped out. It, it definitely helped out significantly with the overall racing. Um, I must still say this. I, I know that NASCAR is still working on what they're going to do for Martinsville. Um, we don't fully know what Bristol's going to be because we only did Bristol earlier in the year as, as a dirt track, so we haven't seen Bristol yet. But um, this does give me hope when it comes to the overall short track package moving forward, though. I will say that. Um, and then back on the point of having one Richmond race um, after this weekend, I don't know anymore. I mean, we're about to come to um, well after next year. Uh, this this coming year will be the last Auto Club race, as it is Auto Club as a two mile speedway. Apparently, immediately after that race is over, they're going to officially finalize going into moving moving full full uh, course into going to a short track, um, which you know I'm not necessarily upset about. Um, I do. I only hate it because I'm we. About it. I, 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 I will say, you know, with the new car being so good at with the way it is now, I, I do hate to see it go because there is more potential now than we had the last eight years when we had the Gen Six car. Um, so you know, I, I will say I do kind of hate that, but I am optimistic about this new short track. I think that we do need 
more short tracks overall. And I wish that if we did have more, it would be one of those things where we have like a more of a rotational schedule, if that makes any sense. I'll get into that later, more than likely, but I just wanted to push that in there now before I forget. So that's how I feel. Um, I feel like with the auto club, oh, we're gonna talk about Texas too. Oh yeah, we are gonna get to that point too. Yeah, Texas. so Ugh. like Jack said, I'm I'm well. How do I say this? I'm disappointed that auto club is becoming a short track because the racing on the two mile tracks, specifically this year's auto club racing. You know, I was at Michigan. The racing is so much better throughout the pack. Yeah, like I won't say drafting comes more into play overall, right? But the battles mm-hmm. midway through, even up front, yeah, are like we've never seen before. Right. Like at the beginning of the race, I think I. Yeah, I missed the first two laps. Bubba was getting a shove from Tyler Reddick, yeah. so I heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like that the next-gen car has this type of versatility, mm-hmm. and we can see the drafting and pushing on two-mile tracks. I feel like if Texas is going to be reconfigured, since we're losing Auto Club, essentially, the two-mile yeah. configuration, make Texas a two-mile speedway. As long as it's not Atlanta 2.0, I'm, I, I agree. Think, I, I think agree. it's going to be Atlanta 2.0. I really hope it's not, honestly. Yeah, they said any car might not be in the future. And IndyCar's been a part of Texas Motor Speedway since it was built in 97. Did IndyCar still do uh, Michigan or no? I can't remember. No, IndyCar stopped doing Michigan a long time ago. That's what I thought. Okay. So, I, that's giving me a little bit of a fingers crossed optimistic that it could be a two-mile. I doubt it will be because Texas is Texas. Yeah. We'll honestly know when we see it, obviously. Um, I, I will say this. Compared to what's going on with Texas now. Anything's better than when current Texas. That, I'll say that. That's, that's for starters. Um, Atlanta was more open when it came to talking about their repave because at first they were like they were going to repave it like four years ago and then last year happened where the track came up at the end and he had ultimately no choice but to repave at that point uh, right. which where the track's falling apart mid-race what can you do either you keep the surface as is and you keep seeing the same result uh it's kind of what happened like when they it yeah yep. or you uh not necessarily reconfigure but you at least uh repave the track and it needed to repave um, they were open to the public about them changing the, the um, way the course is going to be. Uh, so far, Texas is in the dark. You know, we don't really know. And I would hope that we hear more before this fall Texas race, or at least right afterwards, to know what's going on. Because like the weekend of they'll yeah. announce, just like last year in Atlanta, the weekend of they yeah. said mini super speedway. But but they did. Like I said, the difference between this and that, you know, like I said Atlanta. We knew that the track was coming up day of the race. Right. Um, and we knew that because the track literally came up at the actual race itself. So we knew it was almost inevitable at that point that something had to change. Um, we just didn't know that the actual configuration was going to change. So we, we definitely, I mean, it's all just rumor still with Texas for sure. Um, so far, the rumors are starting off as people that have been going to Texas for the last couple of years. Um, they're getting their renewal stuff coming in for next year. And already they're saying there's going to be a spring uh, Texas race. Didn't necessarily say it was going to be the All Star race, but a spring it's Texas going to be race. A spring Texas yeah. race. Ideally, mm-hmm. it's four hundred miles in the last race ever on that configuration because nobody wants to see Texas, and, or it can just be the All Star race and no points race. That's even better. And, and you, we, we, won't, we literally won't know until we see it. And <clears throat> or like I said, if if by the fall Texas race they say more about it or whatever. Um, so we'll, we'll. I guess only time will tell. Like I said, I just hope it's not Atlanta two point because there's no need for it. Yeah, um, one Atlanta track and two races is enough. We already have six plate races. Yeah, and I, I said it before, and this is partially still because of the new car. I do know that for sure. But um, I did like how this second Atlanta race, it, it was very unique of most super speedway races. It was a um, super speedway race that literally you could see the, the cross between it both being an intermediate track and a super speedway race. You had the cars that could easily go between single foul and back to 
two or three wide they want to, especially the front six or seven cars. Right. That doesn't need to be more than one track like that. Um, it being its own self. I mean, Talladega is its own beast. Daytona is Daytona. Right. The new Atlanta is the new Atlanta. And I think that's the way it should be. There shouldn't yeah, be any more copycats. So, yeah, yeah. So I don't need to see a second version of Atlanta. I mean, it's, it, it, it tarnishes the racing if there's more than one track that's the exact same. It, it brings us back to the cookie cutter track back of the late 90s, early 2000s era because everything was the same. And it doesn't need to be that way again. Now I will say that um, what is what's his name? Jack Luck said on mm-hmm. Twitter that mm-hmm. um, we should put the Charlotte Roval back on the oval. Now I feel like mm. that was gonna say, regards to that take, let's say hypothetically Texas turns into a um, another super speedway. Then we're gonna have an oversaturation of super speedways, yeah. and people are gonna be calling to go back to the cookie cutter tracks. Yeah, and that's what I don't want to happen. Yeah, and, and I mentioned this in one of our group chats that we have, you know, I liked how NASCAR added in Gateway. It's an intermediate track, but it's a different, more unique shaped course, you know. Right. Um, and I like that uniqueness that we have of these courses. Um, even, um, well, at least what the the, um, the layout for the proposed short track of, of uh, Cali is going to be, it's unique in itself. Um, I like this uniqueness. I mean, don't get me wrong, Texas is unique compared to all the other mile and a half. It just didn't work out well. They they focused too much on IndyCar, and they ended up butchering how it races for IndyCar. Sadly, um, now the resin messes up IndyCar races. So Texas all around is just gonna yeah yeah, pretty much. Um, even you know you can argue about how people don't like Richmond, and before this tire compound, I can say I didn't like Richmond. It's a but it's a D shaped short track, and that makes it unique because we have a bunch of you know, uh, paperclip and oval shaped short track. I'm gonna say a bunch, but you know the other two are oval and. And, and paper shape, paper clip shape, uh, short track. So it's different. Dirt on Richmond instead of Bristol, by the way. It'll never happen, but it, it will. Happen. It'll be interesting. I, I mean, people are gonna just complain like they did with uh, Dirt Bristol. So, I mean, it, you know, but I, the uniqueness aspect of certain tracks. I mean, that's why we love Darlington. You know, Darlington races well, but it's unique because of the shape of it. Um, shape. Um, I, I, I mentioned it as well. You know, uh, if Texas does really go for a full different reconfiguration. I wouldn't mind them going back as like, well, pulling out something similar to like Nazareth Speedway up in Pennsylvania. I know it probably would never happen, but I was thinking about that um, even prior to this announcement, well, this rumor announcement, it's not official, of course, once again, but um, I was like, what we- what official if, at the time of this recording. Yeah, I was like, what if we did Nazareth again? We I mean, of course we can't do Nazareth because it's it's literally like let the earth take over it basically they put uh yeah it's been gone so long and global warming's gonna take it over soon. <laughs> yeah but anyways but but yeah i mean it, but that track was unique it was like not necessarily like pocono but similar in shape but kind of like how pocono does it has it had its own uniqueness to where it had a different corner each corner of the track um so oh, like pocono <laughs> yeah 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 so um but you know it's no it's, i'm laughing because it's funny but um because if, if you don't know NASCAR you, or just racing in general, that that is hilarious. But no, it's, it's no, it was just unique and um and different. And the racing wasn't bad; it was just bad economically. Being so close, to, wasn't necessarily close to Pocono, but Pennsylvania is not the best area when it comes to major races. Sadly, that's just because of the way the shape of the actual uh, state is and where the population um pockets are inside that state. But um. And it, like you said, it being another uh, triangle style shape track in Pennsylvania, you kind of had like two back to back. And even though they never, they, they never really did cup 
that long. I think it might have been a couple in like the seventies, so I could be wrong about that. Don't forgive me if I'm wrong. But they definitely did like Bush races there and other like modifies and stuff like that there yeah, as well. Star Bush series makes you want to drink beer. You know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I, I would rather see that than Atlanta two point at Texas basically is what I'm trying to get at. So I second what he said. So um I think that's all for um, the track reconfigurations, and I won't call it silly season, but like rumors with the tracks going forward. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is this damn playoff format. Ooh, you want to uh, go first? <laughs> yeah, I'll go first with this one. I think it's bullshit. Ooh, talk to him. Yeah, I'm about to say this. When in 2014, when they announced this format, it was new and exciting. I was like, "Ooh, what is this? Like elimination rounds." Jeff Gordon missing the chase a year prior, I think, had a lot to do with this format because they felt like, hey, we got a 13 spot open. Why not we open three more spots? Oh, damn. What happens to my earring? Mm, mm, mm. Garbage. Anyways, <laughs> sorry, y'all. Um, he picked one of my earrings up, and I don't know what happened to it. It just got crushed by the simulator chair. But um, So the format that year was new and exciting. My boy Jimmy Johnson missed the um, – I think he didn't get past the round of 12. No. And I was like, okay, whatever, maybe next year. Then he got screwed over the next year, and that's when I really realized this format was bullshit. Not because of him alone, but because Ryan Newman, the first year, almost got to the final round without winning a race. I mean, he did get to the final round without I winning mean, a race. I mean, he almost won a championship, championship without winning a race. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, so what happened? In 2019, Matt Crafton won the NASCAR Truck Series title the same way Newman almost won it, without a single win. NASCAR said they're okay with whatever outcome they have in this format. And it's just very inconsistent. One year, wins matter. One year, wins don't matter. One, It's about points. I feel like with this whole situation we're in now, where the guys who are second and fourth in points won't even be able to compete for a championship, is bullshit. Because under the old format, let's say hypothetically Chase Elliott has three bad races in a row, and Ryan Blaney like, cuts his gap down to 20 points behind Chase. He's not even going to be able – to like catch up to him in this format, this current format. He's going to be 17th on back on the outside looking in, wondering why he's not able to compete. Martin Truex Jr., same thing with him. He's fourth in the points, could hypothetically win four or five races like Tony Stewart did in 2011, and he's not even going to be able to compete for a championship. I feel like consistency, like in 2011, when Jamie McMurray, um, no, 2010, missed the um, chase, NASCAR found a way to make wins matter more. I felt with this format, they need to make points matter more since the next-gen car leveled out the playing field. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I feel like points and wins have to matter. That's my issue with this current format. I feel like the final four slots, since we're going to have more than 12 winners a year, should be based on who had the best points season now going forward. Because there's no way, and I don't want to name drop, but I'm going to, there's no way Chase Briscoe and Austin Sindri should be competing for a title, or even Alex Bowman. I'm not going to say. Bowman has more than one winner, right? He has no, two. Not no, not this no. year. Sorry, I'm about last year. Sorry, sorry, you're right. You're right. Sorry, last year he's been inconsistent after he won that race earlier this year. That's the difference between him and. Because they have the wins, yeah. but the points don't show for it. I feel like you either have to have a lot of points or enough wins to back up a championship run, one or the other. And like I was saying earlier about Ryan Newman and Matt Crafton, they just happen to have the right amount of points and they're able to make it through the final round. If you're going to make. One matter, you have to make the other matter just as much, is what I'm getting at. And I feel like one doesn't matter as much as the other, depending on how the season's playing out. And with the stage points. Okay. Well, this is a good argument. And and once again, I'm going to name drop both of our social media. So you can 
comment on this. Hopefully, very soon uh, we'll have our own social sorry media. Sorry for interrupting, Jack. My so, dad just texted you that you left your uh, headlights on. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> uh, I guess that means it's time for a break. Yeah, we're going to get back to this. <laughs> so, now that I have my car situated, uh, we can really go into what I wanted to say. Uh, once again, hit us up on Twitter. Very soon we will have a row of boys, at least Twitter uh, page. We haven't got it yet, but we're coming up to that. But until then, mine is at KingDub24. His is at the mind to go. Is that an underscore in that? No go. No underscore. I'm saying no go. No <laughs> underscore. No periods. No commas. No none of that other right. shit. All right, cool. <laughs> Just my first name. No go. All right. So um, I'm saying that because I do want to hear y'all's opinion, and and this is all opinion right now. You know, no, we can disagree on anybody's opinion. No opinion is necessarily wrong. You know, we might say some things are kind of stupid, and forgive me if I ever say that George is stupid. Your opinion is your opinion. That's all that matters. Will NASCAR ever hear your opinion and it matter? You never know. You know, um, we have the fan council going on. That somehow does matter. I don't always agree with what the fan council does, but I think overall so far, personally, I don't believe that NASCAR has done too, too bad in general. That's just general. There's been mistakes for sure, but, you know, I don't think in general it hasn't been too bad. So to my point about the um, point situation, you know, I said this before. I'm 27. I've been watching NASCAR my entire life. I grew up in the, um, excuse me, Winston Cup era, where points the entire season mattered. Um, and that was important to me. Now, was the racing always good when it comes to points championship-wise? No. Um, you know, we definitely saw um, eras where drivers would win the points race, well, won the points title with like four or so races to go. Um, didn't happen every single year, but there was definitely times where it did happen. Um, I know, like, the closest points race before the playoff era was 92 when we had uh, Bill Elliott, Kowicki, and Davey Allison all had a chance to win at Atlanta. Huh? Huh? Oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> inside joke. But um, <laughs> but um, the three of them had a chance to win Atlanta at the finale that year. Um, so, you know, people argued that, you know, they missed that and they missed how – you know, there were still organic ways to have a decent points race at the end of the year um, without having a playoff system. I don't disagree with that point. You know, I think that's a valid point. Do I think that necessarily matters? Not necessarily, but I, I do hear the point because at the same time, I understand why NASCAR did that. You know, drivers were complaining about, you know, uh, 2003, for example, Matt Kinson won one race that year. He was very consistent, I will say. Very consistent. Ryan won, won eight races that year. Very inconsistent. He was really checkers or records a lot that year. Mm -hmm. A lot of DNFs. Um, Jeff Gordon was the same when it came to the 96 campaign. Uh, Jeff Gordon could have easily had a four-peat if he didn't literally – I mean, he won, like, I can't remember the exact number of races. It was at least ten. Might have been more. Can't remember for sure off the top of my head. But um, Yeah, but I think Terry Labonte either won one or two races that year but was consistent. And that's the reason why Terry Labonte won the championship that year. And it wasn't like a, by a small margin. It was a decent margin that year. But it's because Jeff Gordon crashed so much that year in particular. Um, so we saw that then. We see it again in 03. At that point there, NASCAR is like, hey, let's do the chase that we have. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't like the chase myself. Um, and that's nothing against what you guys may think about the chase. Like I said, I've been in NASCAR my entire life. I didn't think the chase was bad per se. Um, but personally, I prefer the current point system the playoff system that we have now from 14 on to now more than the chase system. And you could, I could 
partially say that part of it because the chase, when it was just this chase, this is like 08 to 13, basically. There were so many changes in the, uh, actually, it was more than this 08, wasn't it? It was, um, no, I'm sorry, 04 to 13. Yeah, I was going to say, sorry. most changes went through yeah. that decade, basically. Yeah, but there was, a, there was a lot of changes to the play system. You know, we added more drivers. We changed the way the points mattered uh, to award ones more. Um you know, one of the instances that we kept having the chase that, we, that drivers kept saying, I want wins to matter more. And I thought that was significant. I mean, po- I, I'm, I'm never going to say that points don't matter. Don't get me wrong about that. I want to say that now. Yeah, points points matter. matter, in my opinion. They've always mattered. They should matter. Um, but but when the drivers started saying, you know, we want these wins to matter more, NASCAR made the changes to do that. People got mad by it. I wasn't too upset by it. I thought that it made the playoff system to what it was at that time better. Um, but that's what it was. Um, we saw the playoffs in 14 on Ford. I thought that it was a better system overall, even though I saw Jeff Gordon lose a really, you know, a significant bid for a fifth championship, um, because he ran really good. He had two top tens. Sorry. What's up? Oh, oh, sorry. Whoo. I thought something happened, but no, we saw Jeff Gordon have two second place finishes in the, in the second to last round, but because Texas, you know, there was a caution with like a hundred yards to go before the last lap. Yeah, um, he goes from a chance to win that race after he had dominated the entire night to essentially, you know, he was second place the week before, second place the week afterwards, but he misses the final four. I wasn't upset. I was hurt that it happened. I wasn't upset the actual playoff system itself that it happened. And um, I'm going to keep talking, and I'll kind of explain why I feel this way. Um, you know, we see the next year afterwards. I went to that championship finale. Um, this is the year that uh, Kyle Busch, he injures himself in the Xfinity race at Daytona, misses a significant part of the season, comes back uh, midway through the summer. That will never sit right with me. But, he, but, 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 once again, he goes on this tear. He wins, I think, three or, four, three or five races, three or four out of five races. He almost won the entire five or whatever it was. Three. He almost won Pocono. He blew a tire. He went out the gas the last lap on like one of the last corners, whatever it was, and lost that race. But he literally was going on his tear. Um, you know, we still have a system now to where I think at the time it was still he had to get in the top 30 of the points to win. Well, to make it into the playoffs, I'm sorry. Um, he wasn't even with all these wins. But eventually by the time the cutoff happened for the, the postseason to start, he had enough points with his wins and finishes after he came back that he made it into the playoff. And people were upset about that, and I hear it because you miss half the, half the season. But the world said if you if you – are mathematically within this range here, um, you can get it if you have this many wins. Well, if you not even have this many wins, if you win, uh, he fought hard to get back into that era to where he was able. Um, he had the wins, but he still, you know, was at the bottom of the list. I, think. I could be wrong about that. I can't remember for sure off the top of my head. But um, he was almost a non-factor when it came to the playoffs that year, but he was running consistent throughout the entire playoff system. Um, I almost missed out on Talladega. There was the whole spin gate thing at Talladega that I was also at um, with Kevin Harvick. Um, I thought that finish was BS. That was another issue. That, but that that's another issue that. I'm laughing because I agree. There's another issue that NASCAR thankfully fixed, which was the green white checkered rule. Um, but like you know, that's a thing in itself. I'm not going to go into detail about that now, just for time's sake. But um, but he was able to survive that somehow after the whole fiasco happened and went on to the last round afterwards. There was just a round after that race happened. Um, one at Homestead ultimately won the championship. And I thought that mattered because he fought so hard to be eligible. 
to get into the playoffs. But he also, like I said, once he got in there, he was running consistent when he got back first off. But he ran on the tear. He won a lot of races. He showed that he wanted to win. Um, this was Jeff Gordon's last year, and this is why my point's going to capitalize right here. Um, this was Jeff Gordon's last last season uh, full-time. He um, retired officially that year. Um, at the beginning of the 16th season, um, I went to the Atlanta race. I had a chance to talk to Jeff Gordon, and I asked him at a Q&A session. I was like, hey, what do you think is the harder point system? Um, and because this debate had been going on even back then, you know, is the Winston Cup system harder than the court chase or even playoff system? And he's ultimately said the current chase playoff system, well, the current playoff system is harder. And he said part part is because I have won the Winston Cup uh, uh, championship four times. Um, you had the one perfect, I'm not necessarily perfectly, but you had to run good all year long. And that's hard in itself. Um, it's hard to win a playoff in the chase era, like how, uh, Jimmy Johnson did, but it's different in the way it is in the playoff system. And the reason why he said that was ultimately because you have to be perfect in this playoff system um, era to win a championship. Uh, and that's that ultimately stood out to me. Um, for one, because it's Jeff Gordon saying this, it's not just some average Joe saying this. This is literally one of the greatest drivers of all time in our sport right. to say this. And he's speaking from his own personal experiences. Um, and, I've, and I've totally felt what he said um, because – like I said, we had 14. He had a real. He was ultimately the uh, most dominant car that season. Uh, Kevin Harvick was the second most dominant car, but he was checkers and records all year. Um, ultimately, Harvick did win the championship. But um, you know, Jeff Gordon, like I said, second place finish here. Texas happened. You know, second place finish there misses the final round. Um, and that matters because, like I said, you have to be perfect. You can't just be bad one round. Um, I'm saying this because we think about 2020, you know, when it came to Kevin Harvey, he was great all year. Even even the first round of playoffs, he was great the first round of playoffs. But in the, the round of eight, he was terrible. Um, even before this happened, I think about the year that, that Truex won. Uh, he chose, like, the Falcons in the Super Bowl. Well, not, not Truex, but not, not, not Truex himself. Truex won that championship that year. Right. But I think about um, 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 uh, Larson. There we go, Larson. Larson had, had his best year in the 42 that year. Um, he was ultimately, I thought, besides Truex, the ultimate guy that I thought if it wasn't Truex was going to win that year, it was going to be him. And they choked hard that first round of the playoffs. Uh, I think they had an engine failure, a tire go out um, at some point too, and ultimately he missed the cutoff. Um, and it just became the Truex. I'm not necessarily say the Truex show, but it was pretty much Truex championship to lose at that point, and Truex did eventually win. Um, and I'm saying that because – I don't think I don't see anything wrong with the current playoff system. Um, I think I, I and I think that this year is as unique in itself. Every year that we have a new car, things are different. Um, it's because drivers all around are learning this new car. Whether these guys are brand new into the Cup Series, or these guys are veterans trying to get used to this new car. Jeff Gordon and Hendrick Motorsports as a whole in 07 when they had the split season between COT and the Gen 4 cars, uh, dominated that year. Uh, Jimmy ultimately won the championship that year. Mm -hmm. But um, Jeff Gordon ran really well that year um, overall uh, in that car. Away comes, it's an entirely different field um, when it's full COT cars. Toyota's standing out, Kevin, uh, not Kevin, uh, Kyle Busch is doing really good in Toyota. Carl Edwards is doing good yeah. Ford. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff Gordon ultimately struggles that year. I think he does make the playoffs that year, but he struggles overall that year. 
Uh, Jimmy Johnson still wins the championship, but the racing as a whole was different that year. Right. Uh, 2013 with the new card. Well, not new card. Next gen card. Well, not next gen. Oh, I'm sorry. The gen 6 card. There we go. Gen 6. Sorry. There we go. Jimmy Johnson um, wins that one too. Jimmy Johnson wins that race. I was at Daytona that year for the 500. The single file choo choo train 500. Pretty much because the, the drivers spend most of that year trying to learn the new car. Uh, we didn't see really good racing in that 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 new car era until 14. Once the drivers got a better feel of that car, why does that matter? Once again, trying to wrap up my entire point here. We were seeing this new car, next gen car. It's the first year of it. There's extreme parity all around the entire series. We were at 15 drivers wanting already. Um, there's one playoff spot left, um, potentially. Um, somebody could win these last two races, one of the last two races, and lock themselves in. And we might miss people that have been racing good on points all year, sadly. And don't get me wrong, I think that's a shame. You know, I'm not mad at it though. Um, but um, I, I'm saying that because we can't we can't judge this one season. If if we see the same issue maybe next year, I could feel more sympathy about it i guess but i'm looking at this season as it's unique because it really ultimately is unique in itself so do you think next year we'll go back to the normal 10 to 12 13 winners more than likely i mean i'm not saying that shendrick did not deserve to win the 500 not, never going to say he didn't he ran good that entire race it was his race and kozlowski's race to lose ultimately and he was the one of the better two fours all day and ultimately he was in the right spot at the right time got the push he needed to do, got the right block at the right time, and was able to hold off Bubba at the line and won the race. Right. He deserves to be in the playoffs because of that. Like I said, wins, I think, should matter. Just as much as points do, but I, I still think that wins should matter. And in this format, I hate to say it, you know. Well, question is, Go ahead, you can Kurt, Bush, Kurt Bush is currently missing four races and mm-hmm. might miss the next two as well. Mm-hmm. Let's have that he's back from Darlington and like doesn't do anything until the round of eight. Let's just say he has a quiet point. Okay year yeah. and then he wins what are the last three races martinsville or some crazy okay. thing like that do you think winning two races and missing six warrants him being in the championship for hypothetically speaking if he if he performs well through those other rounds of the playoffs yeah um i'm gonna say it like this you know um we're not in this we're not in the winston cup era anymore take it or leave it you know like i guess i missed the winston cup era points but what it is what it is i think it's still good um we can't keep Picking and choosing time eras, you know. Um, I, I, you know, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad if if NASCAR ultimately gave a bonus whoever had the most overall points throughout a year instead of like a, you know a trophy. You mean the regular season championship? No, 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 no. Like, I mean, like the over, like say, if NASCAR was to, you know, we have the regular, uh, the regular uh, Cup Series champion at the end of the year, mm-hmm. and they have the total number of points as well, and they want to award somebody bonus money for that, having the most points overall throughout the course of a year. I wouldn't be mad about that. I don't think they deserve a trophy, though, because right. that's, that's not what we're fighting for anymore. Um, take it or leave it. That's not what we're doing anymore. It's just a different era. Um, so if 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 Kurt comes back and is on a tear and he ends up being the champion, I won't be mad about that. I wasn't mad about – and, for, you know, you can say what you want to about Chase Elliott in 2020. Um, I understand the argument. And I'm and I, you know, I might seem biased because I am a Chase Elliott fan. Um, he didn't have the best 2020 uh run. He was good before COVID. He was okay afterwards for a minute. And then he got pretty decent. He didn't have the best overall playoff run, but he did win when it mattered. He was on the limit, he was on the elimination line come Martinsville. He had to win to make it to the final four. He did that. 
And then he won Homestead the next, not the Homestead, it wasn't Homestead. No, he won Phoenix the next race afterwards and he won the championship. So you'd also but, argue that in 2018, my favorite driver, Tyler Reddick, in the Xfinity Series deserved the championship yeah. despite only winning two races and Christopher Bell winning eight. Yeah. I, listen, I look at, I look, I look, because people talk about, people, I know most of his jokes in trolling. Yeah. People call him um, uh, Chase Elliott. Yeah, people call Chase Elliott Mickey Mouse for doing what he did by winning Martinsville and then winning the next week at Phoenix to win the championship. But nobody talks about Joey Logano when he did the same thing in 2018. Well, some do, but it's very, very, very unheard yeah. like, of. It's, it's not as many people and talk about that. I argue Logano didn't deserve that year because the big three was on the tear and Logano got a great restart like Cole Custer did yeah. in 2020 in Kentucky. So, like, so, like. And I will argue that. And, and listen, you know, I'm not mad at him being the champion. He did what was in the rules to do right. to win that championship. He won in the round of eight, and he ultimately won at Homestead that year. Mm-hmm. I'm actually more mad that I didn't get to that race because I was filming that weekend, right. and I should have had tickets and stuff. That's the whole Meeks thing. Don't don't worry about that. But, you know, he did what was needed to do. He sat there and said, I feel like I'm a threat for this championship. Nobody believed him because we saw the big three that year. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, he ended up above the big three. Um, and you take it at what it is. I mean, he did what was necessary to win that championship. Like I said, I I, I will forever. My whole perspective of Kyle Busch changed in 15 when he missed all those races, did what he needed to do, won these races, got himself in the right points position to be in the playoffs, and did what he needed to do in the playoffs to ultimately win Homestead well, and win that, that championship. A, that was a hate the game, not the player moment. Because I didn't like Kyle Busch at that point in my life, but like Jack said, he did what he needed to do. I just hated the format because how does one miss so many races and still wind up champion? But like I said, but when you have that view, you're still thinking about it from like a, a Winston Cup era. Even though you're not, I know you right. were watching NASCAR back then, but that's still that Winston Cup era mentality because that would never happen. was 2010, yeah. I think six years into the chase format. Yeah, so, um, you know, even with the chase format, I think he still technically could have had a chance to win. It would have been a lot harder for sure. Right. But he still would have had a chance potentially. I'm not sure where the points were lined up officially when it came to that. But he would have still had a chance, I believe, ultimately to win, potentially. Um, but, you know, we're racing for what we're racing in this era. Um, I, I love the playoffs. You know, like I said before, what Jeff Gordon said, you have to be perfect to win a championship. Kevin Harvick, like I said, dominated 2020. I'm not going to say he never did. He just didn't dominate the round of eight. He was terrible the round of eight and ultimately lost that championship. I hate that it happened to him for sure. But he didn't do what was necessary to make it into – the final four. Ultimately, personally, I know it's never going to happen. I wouldn't mind if there was two additional races to to the last the last round. Um, that way, it's a battle of four, three, three races versus one final race. But you know, that's what it is. I mean, people get mad at the final four have to race for the championship at the last race. I don't really care personally, but I wouldn't mind it being three races versus yeah, one. The three would honestly be ideal. But I, I know it's never going to happen. Ultimately, based off of the economy. Uh, what tracks, you know, November is already cold to half these tracks. We're seeing November. Um, it well, races I feel eight. like they would just shorten the regular season. Yeah. Two races and and that could also possibly happen, too. That means Watkins Glen would be the opening round and Daytona would be yeah. the second round in this current, like, if they were to keep the schedule. The yeah. Um, Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Um, you know, and that, that could be the last race before the chase again. I mean, that could be possible. I mean, I'm not saying that anything is possible. I doubt that it happens. Um, but, you know. That's just speaking of what what I would think would happen, but I, well, I would like to see it happen, but I know it's not going to happen. And even what it is, how it is now, I don't. I'm not mad at it. You know, I think winning should matter. I do think points still matter too. Ultimately, um, I don't think that we, we see what we are seeing this year will translate into next year. Ultimately, 
Um, the once once all drive. I mean, we're seeing Kevin Hart just now get hot, mm-hmm. but it's because it took him all year to get used to this next gen car. He struggled ultimately at the beginning of the year. Yes, yeah, next gen. Mine's Chase Briscoe early on. Yeah. Um, and that was early in the season when nobody really knew. And we like, saw we saw a lot of the younger drivers that hadn't raced at the Cup level for long, pretty much shine more because it's a brand Suarez. new car, brand new car for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Suarez, I mean, he's been in the Cup Series a little bit longer. But ultimately, still, still younger. He had his, he's had his best car he's had his entire career. Ultimately, you know, so we're seeing that parody in a good way when it comes to that. So that's how I feel about it. Fight me if you want to. My Twitter handle is at kingbell twenty four. Same way Instagram. You know, we can argue about it left and right. I just feel the way I feel about it, and um, that's the way I'm gonna take it. So. All right, and we'll be back um, after this break. The next. We're going to dive into the Xfinity Series and other NASCAR news. All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. So on the Xfinity side, we have an Xfinity driver moving up to the Cup Series next year. Full time. Yeah, Noah Gregson going from the 9 to the 42 for Petty GMS Motorsports. Mm-hmm. I feel like next year, with the way Kurt Busch is um, sitting out, I feel like Ty Gibbs is going to either take over the 18 or 45 and run against him for Rookie of the Year. Um, he has, he, he has, is, do we still have that, uh, rookie limit or no? Nah. Said, do we still have the rookie limit? Yeah. I don't think so. I know it used to be seven races. Somebody ran, I think a little less than half the races and still ran for rookie of the year. It wasn't Justin Haley. Okay. I'm trying to remember. Cedric ran seven last year and that was it. Right. I don't know, but in recent memory, somebody did run, um, a little more than, or a little less than half the season was still eligible. Okay. That was Eric Jones. Right, right, right. Yeah, Eric Jones in 2015 and 16. Okay. So I feel like Noah Gregson will still be able to run as long as he doesn't go over, like, 18 races. Okay. Um, with that being said, if Noah Gregson's going to cup, the pressure is on for him to win this Xfinity Series championship. So right. This is his fourth year in Xfinity. Right. And he's done. I feel like Noah, if he wants to end his Xfinity career on a strong note, he has to go out, capitalize, win more races. Um... Who won this past weekend? And well, so Xfinity was off this past right. weekend. Trucks, uh, Trucks was only at Richmond. However, they did run at Michigan, and Tyre won that race at Michigan. Yeah, but Noah Gregson had the stage points. It's mm-hmm. going to be real interesting to see them move up the cup. Um, uh, also on the rumor wire as well, uh, Carson Holsovar, apparently, he, he definitely has mentioned that he has has something in the works for next year at, at the Xfinity level. Uh, I think the message came from, was it the leak from uh, Noah Gregson, right? Uh, yes, Noah Gregson had commented, look who he had started. Yeah. This is the foreshadowing. This is the foreshadowing. So was, there's a rumor. God, it's not Drew Dauber. Yeah, for sure. So there's a rumor that uh, that Holsevar will be taking over the eight when uh, when uh, Gregson does move up the to the nine. Cup Series. Or not, I'm sorry, not the eight, the nine. Yes, sorry. The nine car. Uh, so that might be happening next year. That will be interesting. I mean, Carson has done well at the truck level. He hasn't won just yet, but he's been there at the fence all year. So we'll see what happens with that. I feel like, honestly, if drivers want to boost their career, Xfinity in a top ride is the way to go. Yeah. Carson Hosevar has been carrying Nice Motorsports these mm-hmm. last two years. Yep. Like, Nice brings, like, five trucks every week, and only the 41 was usually Chastain or a field filler. Yep. And um, the 42 are competitive. Hosevar has been up front. I was at Charlotte in the pits when he got turned on mm-hmm. the final restart. He's been there. He can win a championship. He can ultimately, even though he's three below the cut line as we speak, mm-hmm. he can do what Crafton did in um, 2019. I'd rather him win at least one race. Yeah. But he can pull off the unexpected and go straight up to Xfinity next year. Even if he doesn't, 
I say he's ready for an extremely serious ride mm-hmm. and contend for wins and championship there. And um, let's see what else is that. Looks like Austin Wayne self is making his Xfinity yeah Xfinity debut for Jordan Anderson. Mm-hmm. 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 Good luck to him. You <laughs> said with a stank face about that. I mean, I don't know what has he really done in trucks. I'm not going to knock a driver. I'm happy to see him get an opportunity. I just wonder, like... An opportunity is an opportunity, though. So. Yeah, it's about what you know. I mean, who you know. I don't know why I say what. No, no, I mean, I mean, what's his name? Uh, last podcast, Mamba said it himself. It's it's about a partnership level. And he, mm-hmm. he obviously don't the right people. He has sponsors. He knows people. Yeah. So he better capitalize off this opportunity. Good sure. luck to him. Yeah, and hopefully it works out. I mean, long term, you know. And this weekend is also the last weekend Hendrick Motorsports runs an Xfinity race. Mm-hmm. William Byron will have majority of his pit crew when he drives to 17 this weekend. Okay. Yeah, so good luck to him. Um, let's see what else is going on in the NASCAR world. So let's talk about this Kyle Busch to Stuart Haas rumor. So so this is an interesting rumor. And technically speaking, it starts with uh, Cole Custer. Ultimately, uh, we've been talking about this in our group chat privately. Um that you know, didn't he used to race for uh, Rick Ware, right? Cole Custer did. Yes. yes. So um, he there's had three races. There's a relationship that he already has with the Rick Ware racing. Um, this weekend at at uh, Richmond, apparently there was some uh, fire sale stuff, and all the from this is coming from the um, the four slash Stuart Haas uh, holler out there, Smarts and Dice holler out there, and all the Cole Custer stuff is is on the um, sale rack. Nothing, nobody else's stuff. That's, yeah, I saw this on Twitter. Somebody, I don't think it was Alex that sent it, but I saw it myself. Maybe it was off of Twitter if it wasn't him. But it was. It is interesting. Um, I'm not going to look too deep into that part, but it's it's still possible. Don't get me wrong; it's still possible. Anything's possible. Um, I don't think I don't like to think about those things too too particular because ultimately it was from what I could tell at least it was all one version of his shirt. It might have been an older version of his shirt from like last year. Ultimately, um, it wasn't a lot of detail. I think they just said his name and his number. I don't know if they had anything on the back. Um, car wise or anything else like that, so it could have been, like I said, an older version of his shirt that was on sale for that reason. But it was interesting because, um, once again, we're going back to the Kyle Bush thing. Uh, Toyota has stepped up and said they want Kyle Bush basically. They, they didn't necessarily say it directly, but they think that they said that the process that they're going through is bullshit and they really want to keep Kyle Bush. And ultimately, I mean, Kyle Bush was the first, the first, the first guy that we knew when he moved to JGR, we knew he was going to be a threat. Um, he's had most of his career success with Toyota. Yeah. He's been ultimately – he is pretty much the star of Toyota, you know. You still have Denny Hamlin running good. You still have 23XI Truex. doing what they're doing. Okay. Truex was doing hot for a minute. He's leveled out just a little bit, you right. know. Still fourth in the standings. Yeah. Uh, even Christopher Bell, he's a new face of Toyota, but he's doing decent now. He, he was second this last race. Right. He had a New Hampshire 2021 moment this past weekend. Um, up, get there. He had a chance to win Michigan if he didn't uh, get yeah. into the accident. So it was nobody's fault. Well, besides, I mean, that's a racing deal. It's kind of his fault, but it's a racing deal. Yeah, he, he, he's a guy I think is going to be a threat this year in the playoffs, ultimately. You know, if he gets the finishes that he needs, he, he's right there. And I think he's the next hot guy we're seeing currently. Um, but Kyle Bush ultimately has been the star of Toyota, and Toyota wants to keep him there. Whether that means he stays, I'm not, I don't think he's ever going to drop down to 23XI ultimately. Uh, I know they're still trying to get that extra third charter. Um, but I doubt that it ends up going to Kyle Busch. But you never know, you know. I think he ends up still signing off with JGR. But the, the door is open, obviously, when it comes to getting signed on uh, to anywhere. And the argument has been Stuart Haas racing, ultimately, for Kyle Busch. And like I said, people were talking about that, the whole fire sale. Oh, you're good. 
but um, that for um the whole fire cell with Cole Custer stuff at Richmond, people are like, oh, it's this is showing that uh there's a way for Kyle Busch to go to SHR now because they're seeing that. It's all just rumor. And I, and like I said, anything's possible. It ultimately comes down to what he he decides to sign down on at the end of the year. Now I feel like there's a huge possibility. Like I said, Ty Gibbs goes to Cup <laughs> and Kurt Busch retires. Kyle gets the forty-five. I can't see that being the exact scenario. I feel like he would stay with yeah. Gibbs if anything. I agree. Yeah, but I can't. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah, I, it would make more sense for Ty Gibbs to stay under his grandfather's roof rather than them. I don't know. It can go either way. It's I like, don't feel like Joe Gibbs is even mad with where Ty is right now when he's he's racing with twenty three XI. I mean, he ran well before he had that issue um, this weekend at Richmond. Yeah, he was in the top fifteen for a good portion of the race and was creeping up on the top ten. He ran. He had a top ten in Michigan yeah, too. Yeah. He he's cut ready in my opinion. Yeah, I he's agree. ready. And, and once again, this goes back to what I said earlier. This is partially because he's a new driver driving the cup at the cup level for the first time with this new car. So he has no experiences with the way the previous car handled. So this is all new to him. So he's running from scratch. This is his this is his stock idea of what the cup level is. And he's he's maturing into it a lot faster than somebody else would, you know. And it's right. benefiting him ultimately. Kurt Bush's downfall is his way to capitalize. He's capitalized off of it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we see him in a cup car soon. And I'm not even a fan. But I, I can't wait to see what this kid does. He'll be my pick to win Rookie of the Year if he goes up against Gregson. I, I ultimately still think that he will take over at 19 if Truex does retire next year. I think he's signed a one-year extension. He he did have a one-year extension. for he, So Truex is at least signed into uh, next year for sure. We don't know if he's going to retire at the end of 2023 or, 2023 or he's going to go again for 2024. We'll see when it comes up. But ultimately, I my, my idea for Ty would be that if – Truex does retire after 2023. He will be up there for 2024. But we'll still see. Most definitely. We'll still yeah, see. Only time will tell. Um, so let me go on here and see what else is going on real quick. Um, I'm, I lightly mentioned it earlier. NASCAR is working on something when it comes to their Martinsville package. Uh, it doesn't seem like, in from what I was reading at least, this is all coming from Bob Pockers, by the way. So it's not like some random guy in, in that says, I know a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy. Just, right. This is coming from a, a pretty strong media source in NASCAR. Like I said, they did change the tire compound for Richmond. Um, Bristol will be our first time seeing Bristol on its normal surface this year. I'm not sure uh, their plans currently when it comes to next-gen car, um, besides what we've already seen this year to this point when it comes to short track package. Um, but Martinsville, they're definitely working on some kind of package for it. Um, they haven't fully announced what that change is going to be. What it means is it's going to be a horsepower change, uh, what it will ultimately be just a tire change, or I know people were talking about it before, uh, removing the uh, the um, what is it called? The uh, it's in the back, uh, that black plate. What do we call it? Um, uh, the black plate. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm sorry, I'm tired. I can't remember the name, but it, um, but it's, it helps at most tracks. It helps limit the draft weight that we see, well, the the um, the arrow weight that we see behind the cars. Whatever it's called, I, right now my mind is gone. I knew I know I can say it. I just can't say it right now. I'm tired. But um, although it's from what he was alluding to, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. But people have been asking for. It. I know at, at least at least I think Kyle Busch has said that he wants that gone. Um, maybe been Denny Hamlin as well. Don't quote me on that one. But I think I know for sure Kyle Busch has said it in a few interviews that so he would like to see it gone, particularly at short tracks. Um, but we'll, we'll see what ends up happening ultimately as we get closer to that time. Um. Bristol is the final round when the final race of the first round, right? Oh yes, there's still the final race in round sixteen. Yeah, in round sixteen. Hopefully so I can be there. So we'll we'll still see. I mean, I have the tickets. You know, 
Uh, if you don't go, I'm gonna probably give give it to Rashad. Ultimately, I, to go. Yeah, I hope you still do. We'll see what happens. Um, so yeah, um, that's what I know when it comes to what may or may not happen um, at the cup level upcoming soon. Um, we'll still see. Oh, uh, we, there's another thing we talked about um, this weekend at Watkins Glen will be the um, most nations represented um, in any NASCAR race ever. Yeah, Cup Series race. seven nations represented this year. We have the United States, Mexico. Uh, where's Lawrence Hesman's from again? Uh, France, right? No, that's not France. That's somewhere. That's not France. Hold on, let me look it up. Well, we also have Russia. Oh, he's Dutch. He's Dutch. I'm sorry, he's Dutch. Uh, Britain, uh, Germany. Kimi Raikkonen is from uh, Finland. Finland yeah. yeah, Finland. Finland. Yeah. So um, seven countries. Um, and that's 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 cool for NASCAR. Ultimately, um, I've said it before. Um, With the redneck turn left stereotype, we got a bunch of foreign guys turning right. To country. <laughs> All we needed is a Canadian. Ultimately, but no, it's it's. I mean, we we kind of saw something similar happen in 08. We just didn't see at this this amount. But we saw the whole open car push to NASCAR. Uh, we're seeing it slightly again right now. Um, yeah, the next gen car did this. I would say the next gen car. I mean, we saw it, like I said, we saw the same thing in 08. I think the COT made the doors open at that time for new drivers to come in, Oops. and we're seeing the same thing with next gen when it comes to at least the road courses for sure. Um, but I, I think it's cool because people keep saying NASCAR is dying, but we're seeing the international appeal from at least a driver standpoint. Um, will we ever see somebody? I'm, and I'm just saying this out there. But will we ever see somebody as powerful as maybe like a, um, a Lewis Hamilton? I was just going to say, I want to see Lewis Hamilton drive an next-gen car, at least test one. He, and I'm saying it's partially because he did test the uh, the Gen 6 car um, right. at least twice. I would kill to see him run an Indy Road Course race. I would kill to see that happen. I doubt it ever happens. But, I mean, I'm saying that more so based off of Hamilton, but what he said about NASCAR. Not saying that he said anything negative about NASCAR. He just didn't seem as likely to try it after him testing it out with Tony Stewart back in the day. Oh, um, but oh, but that was eleven years ago. Yeah, that was eleven years ago. The cars are different. NASCAR has more op- um, open wheel courses. I think Hamilton's still going to race next year at least. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll still see. Um, no, he's definitely signed up for na- next year. I'm sorry. I'm talking about. I meant to say years beyond next year. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Um, will he ever run a cup? I doubt it. But you know, he, I'm never going to say never. Ex- he might do Xfinity, for example. Uh, even at Coda, he knows Coda. Um, he knows the Indy Road course because they used to do that as the U.S. Grand Prix back in the day. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see whatever happens with that. But I, w- I would love to see somebody with star power like that. Hopefully Chastain doesn't run him off the track. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it'll be it'll be as big as how Montoya was with NASCAR for a minute, um, if somebody with that kind of star power behind him. I think Kimi Raikkonen himself is big enough mm-hmm. for this weekend. If you don't know who Kimi Raikkonen is, he's the Iceman um, from uh, Formula Terry One. Bonnie. What are you talking about? <laughs> the real Iceman. You're not the real Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think Kimmy will have to drink this weekend. Hopefully, we'll still see what happens. What does that, that mean? Have the drink. So <laughs> it's a it's an F1 joke, but there was um in F1 the way the cars work, they have their bottles automatically uh, hooked up to their, their fire suit basically, yeah. and it goes up to their mouth from that. Um, on their steering wheel, one of the buttons they have is a drink button, so they can drink um, while driving. Oh, what it mean on a caution period? Well, I, what? But yeah, they would they would they would press the button, they can drink their water, or it might be like it's powerade or whatever it might sports drink or whatever it might be. Um while the race is going on. Usually it happens during like a safety car period or like a slowdown period, whatever it might be. But they can even do it during like a, a straightaway if they want to. Um the joke was that um he was trying to do it during a practice session. He was like, Hey, do I have to drink? And and this his crew was saying, No, Kimmy, we don't have to drink, but do I have to drink? 
said, no, Kimmy is not hooked up. But it, I think, I don't know if it was a radio issue that Kimmy wasn't hearing well. But he said, but do I have the drink? No, Kimmy, no, you cannot have the drink. <laughs> Kimmy, you can have the drink. Because you named our group chat that when they announced he was ready yeah. to NASCAR. Yeah, How's yeah. he going to have a drink? Wait, H.O. Almendinger had a drink. Never mind. <laughs> he had the straw. Yeah. I mean, as long as he doesn't end up like, like Denny Hamlin. Was that the 500 when he was struggling with the straw? Or maybe yeah. maybe it, was, it, was, it wasn't the 500. It might have been like California or somewhere out west. But it was hilarious when it happened. He was like, uh, <laughs> and the cut, the cut fell off, yeah. Somebody going to have the drink this weekend. Yeah, but we'll see Especially what Especially if happens. we get a 16th winner. Chris Busher's going to be one to watch out for. For sure. I mean, Chris busher has been, been really hot. Um, He ran really well at Sonoma. Yeah. Um, he's he been running well last week at Richmond. Even even back to the 600. He ran well at 600 before he before got into the accident. He died. <laughs> and it's not Chris Busher. It's Christopher Busher. Christopher Busher. According, according to Dell Jr. Christopher Busher. According to Dell Jr. So. <laughs> So yeah, um, I, I do look forward to seeing him. Do you want to you want to go ahead and talk about who you think is going to win this weekend? Uh, this weekend, I'm going to have to go with my boy Reddick again. Okay, I'm not going to disagree. I think he definitely has a hot a hot shot to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Chase Elliott uh, walks again is one of his better tracks. Um, he if he can keep his car clean again, once again, at this point of of his uh, road course career, it is the field versus Chase Elliott. Whether that means he gets spun out on an accident. Or he ever blows a corner, which I don't think he's gonna do at Watkins Glen. It's kind of harder. Tyler, if you're listening, please smoke this man, Chase. Please, okay. please, please. Yeah, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder to have him, but you know, we, we've we've seen Jeff Gordon, uh, uh, Will Hop, and won the final laps off a of restart and lose a race. So anything's he was possible. One of the best road racers of that this era. Generation. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's, it's it's still possible. Uh, Chase will, but like I said, I think Chase will still have a strong chance if his car is up there at the end. Um, I, I do see. Um, I keep wanting to throw Truex out there. He has not. He has ultimately not been as good in his next gen car. Um, but this is a track that Truex has won well at in the past. Ultimately, at this point now, if he didn't want it as well as I thought he was going to at Richmond. Um, I doubt that he wins next week, but or this week. But you never know. I mean, he he might ultimately figure it out finally. This is what it. This is what I need to do, and wins. But I still doubt it at this point. Um, but we'll still see. Now, he's still on the outside looking in, so that might be a little more motivation. This is going to be his last. Big chance before Daytona, because mm-hmm. Daytona's still a crapshoot for anybody at for this point. Anybody. Imagine somebody like, uh, who's 33 points? Todd Gilliland wins Daytona. Just imagine. Or Harrison Burton. The Boomers will burn NASCAR to the ground. Literally. Or Bubba. They'll burn it if Bubba wins. They were going to try to burn it. With... I'm not going to go there. <laughs> not this time. Maybe later. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, so, we'll, so yeah, we'll still see. So your pick to win ultimately was... Uh, I'm gonna still side with Reddick ultimately, but I still think that somebody like Chase had a, a strong chance. Uh, my Chris, sleeper is Chris uh, Busher. Yes, that's gonna be my sleeper. Uh, I would even throw Chris Bell up there, just because he seemed to be coming around to this next gen car really well right now. Mm-hmm. At this point, he's won at the um, Daytona Road Course uh, as a faster road course than the other ones like Ross's Glen is. So hey, we'll look see. out for uh, Trackhouse too. Oh yeah, of course, of course. I don't think Kimmy's going to win just no. because he's never raced, raced a cup car, but the mm-hmm. top 20 for him will be a win. Yeah. But Suarez and Chastain will mm-hmm. be ones to watch for out sure, for. For sure. They're still going to be strong, ultimately, as long as they don't mess somebody up again. <laughs> like, like, Suarez will run a clean race and drive away if he wins this one. At this point, it's also Chastain versus the field. He's pissed off Kyle Busch, at least, uh, as of he's last week. pissed off all Joe Gibbs, basically. Yeah. So it's him versus Toyota versus him versus the field. So. Uh, ultimately, I think Chastain is his own enemy when it comes to these road courses. If we see, I, I'm, I'm I'm laughing, and before I say this, but I'm thinking about the um, ten years ago last week was um, the famous 
the well, infamous race where uh 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 what's his name um Ambrose Marcus Ambrose won at yeah. Watkins Glen by one um I think the two cars oh, spun to eighteen. Kozlowski could also sneak up there and win if his Doubt teammates it. running good. Doubt it. You don't think so? He's good at the Glen. It's not bad. It's it's more. It's I think this is still more so when it comes to um him being more of a veteran in the series, and he's having that veteran struggle with the next gen car. I think right. more so. I'm not saying he's not. He doesn't have the experience. Experience is there when it comes to Watkins Glen. I don't think he has the right experience when it comes to this car so far. He hasn't. He's he's so symbols of strength at times with the next gen car, mm-hmm. but not enough to pull off a win just yet in my mind. Unless it's Daytona. I don't disagree, but I will say I feel like he's been around a little better this weekend okay. than he has in the other road courses. Now is it? I could be wrong. I don't know if he spun out the last road course. I don't think he did. But he had a streak of spinning out of every road course like eight, uh, not eight times, at least like six times in a row. I could be wrong. Yeah, it was like eight. It's yeah. up there. It's, it's up. up there. It was it was some ridiculous amount. He went from being a strong guy road courses to the old car spinning out all the time, and even in a new car initially spinning out as well. I think I say he ended that streak at the last road course, but we'll see what happens ultimately. So there's that. All right. So with that being said, that's that was Demont. I mean, I'm about to sign off the wrong fucking way. This was Demonte the Goat signing off the Roller Boys podcast. Can he can have the drink? I just want to say something, something funny. Oh my god! And at King Duck Twenty Four, hit me up, guys. All right. Until next episode. Peace.